Oh, Lord. I like that you are, are in sync every single time, and I'm always, you know, like, way ahead. So, well, it so looks you like can't predict here. me, so it's always nice. I love it. Great when you think you know you. Yeah, you come out of the West. Welcome back to the remote sessions of the Disinformed <laughs> Podcast. I am Shane. I am John. And I am Michael. And by the Eternal. The Holt. Damn. Behold. Ha! Ha! We still can't clap. <laughs> nope. Let's be real. You call these the remote sessions, but I have a feeling they're going to stay probably as remote as possible because the audio quality, I think, last week was great. Mm, oh, yeah. It's it much was improved. tasty. Mwah. Other than the fact that Michael now, you know, every 10 to 30 seconds is like, what? Huh? Huh? What? 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 I'm what? Michael. Huh? <laughs> what year is um, it? It's, no, it's I'm Shane. I'm John. I'm fucking deaf. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, or geez. he has a short span of attention. I can't tell. It's just one way or the other. Definitely the oh. latter. Okay. So huh? how how my, huh? <laughs> how my my meeting looks as far as like seeing your mugs right now is that Shane is on the top, I'm in the middle, and then Michael's at the bottom because I'm okay. doing like kind of like the the left side is is the video, the right side's audacity, so I can make sure that nothing's peaking on my end. But as far as what we all look like, so Shane looks very professional. Um, I mean, I'm wearing a Nostromo shirt, so I mean it's important. Yeah, um, I look like a bum. <laughs> and and Michael looks like he just took down the sheeting from doing camming, like on my free cams or like an OnlyFans. Oh yeah, yeah, that's the those are the computers behind me. I I switch, can't stay in one station too long. Yeah, yeah. no. See, when you have to do oral and then you have to go do anal, you want to have two different sources. Yeah, so that like I said, you don't want to stay in one station too long. <laughs> <laughs> Or position, yeah. Yeah. Here's yeah, the question: yeah, yeah. How do we feel about the fake ejaculating dildos? Because that just creeps me the fuck out. Every time I have encountered one, I'm like, <laughs> Wait, those are those are from uh, Bad Dragon, right? Trigger. Oh yeah, he has no idea what this is. Yeah, a uh, trigger warning. <laughs> um, yeah, I believe they're from that. Um, oh, okay. By trigger, do you mean you're about to come? Yes. Uh, the first <laughs> triggering. The first time I saw that, so I'm gonna just peel back the uh, the veil, peel the back the foreskin. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Um, Why'd most, you say that? Most oh Shane, you're doing it to me again. Most of my porn viewing is on Reddit now, uh, so a lot of it's like gifts or like short things that have like little audio. But audio is not like a do or die for me because apparently I'm a monster. Um, I need the audio. It's a requirement. Yeah, yeah. If I'm gonna watch any of that nonsense, that's eighty percent of why I'm involved. But one of the most, like, successful or, like, it's, like, the jumping off platform for, like, Reddit porn is either NSFW underscore GIFs or r slash Gone Wild. And on Gone Wild is when I saw this dildo for the first time, and it perplexed me. For uh, good reason. There, I, it just, I don't, one, having never encountered one in the flesh, pun intended, <laughs> what do you put in that thing? Do they sell a goop with it that is supposed to be, you know, consumable that these poor unfortunates are, are utilizing? Or is like, what, do you shove a gogurt packet up it like, you know, an air socket for some sort of, like, means to dispatch a lamb or something like the air gun from it? You just have, like, a gogurt packet, you slam in that fucker, and wah! Uh, well, I think Gwyneth Paltrow's on the case. And, uh, <laughs> uh, 
No, I, I don't. I don't know. It. It always looks white, though. It always looks very ejaculate. Uh, it looks like like someone who's legitimately like throws rope for a living. Like maybe maybe <sighs> they're like selling like. Do you think they flavor it like real cum? You'd have to have something to keep you coming back for it. I mean, uh, you know, short of like one person who at one point asked me if I could like freeze my semen and give it to her as like popsicles. Which uh, John will remember that story vividly, I'm sure. Wait, I don't oh. know of any people who like functionally crave that <laughs> to the point that they need it. I thought you were referencing you. You're the worst. Where she froze froze a condom. I and didn't know it, you were telling it. an actual story. Yeah, uh, well, yeah, I'm I, nodding, which is great for an auditory medium, but for the boys that are watching, yes, I'm nodding. That is a part of that story that will have to be told in like a special episode where. We have two hours unfettered that you boys are ready to get on a roller coaster. So, John, well, for the second sounds, time. Sounds like we can get into oof sexual experiences next week. Bruh. And how. And so, uh, bookmark that because I'm I'm down to, to tell. I was thinking about it today because of recent uh, Twitter events. Ah, okay. uh, but I was, I was thinking about escapades back in the day and how uh, hairy <laughs> things got. Oh Pun intended, uh, yes. Jeez. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So speaking about things getting hairy, um, I did my first live stream uh, acoustic on Instagram over the weekend. Ooh. It was essentially just like any other show that we do. Um, I had four people watching the entire time and 17 people say that they were going to be there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, it was fun. And then I went on our uh, our band Instagram and I made a poll on whether or not Shane should also, because I was using the, the damn page to kind of cross promote. Um and so I tagged Shane, like, hey, should Shane do this? Yes or no? Made the Instagram poll. And he had um, moderately well, uh, like, a moderate amount of people saying yes. And then, like, some sarcastic no's. I'm going to say sarcastic because I could see who made the votes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, then I-, I woke up. And I went to go see because I was going to harass Shane just being like, all right, like I did it. You need to do it. It was kind of fun. And no matter what, like, we're all going to, you know, whatever. It's fun. And it was gone. So... In my head, I was like, I don't know how to, I don't know if it's opening up a can of worms if I text Shane right now and ask him if he deleted it, so I was just going to wait till right now. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, uh, I was going to blame it on Sam, but no. (laughs) What what happened was, the initial time that I responded, I responded with the disinformed Instagram account. And I was tapping to go forward to see if there's anything else in the story, but it happens to be right at the spot where my thumb hits. So under the disinformed, I responded with, no, I don't really like music. (laughs) So I was like, okay. And then I saw the percentages of, no, I don't really like music. And I went, well, who are these motherfuckers? So then I transfer over and I'm looking and I, you know, unfollow two people because I'm an asshole. (laughs) And I'm like, I don't care that you're sarcastic. Fuck you. I don't like your, I don't like the look of you. I like the cut Um, of your jib. I, you listen, I just, the, the. The look on that cocksucker is just not something I want to see anymore. So you are not Fair. a fan. That that so. that porn that porn um account yeah yeah N- no oh, I yep, just yep, that's yep. what I'm taking to calling everybody's <laughs> mouths these days. So. Oh, okay. cockholster. Mm. And <laughs> then I went in again and I was scrolling through stories with my personal account and did the same damn thing because I was like oh well this is, I've seen this already. And uh, I pinged it again in the negative. So then if John were to look at who said sarcastic shit, it would have been me twice. 
So yeah, short I didn't of, get to it at that point. Okay, so. so I was like, short of me, there's, I was like, I'm just going to delete this because we've already, like, I don't like feeling like I'm panhandling, which is the only reason why I would hesitate. And that's the only thing that I just, I haven't been in the mood to jump on and be like, here, let me share. Because it seems like everybody and their dog is offering that, you know, the streaming bit. So I, being me and always attempting to come at it from a different perspective, that was not a pun. I wanted to do something <laughs> that was slightly askew or, uh, you know, do something. So I was thinking I'm going to record possibly songs in a skeleton key It's in its entirety as a live bit and put it on YouTube. And that will probably be the first thing I do. Nice. And then I want to do something that is a little more band inclusive or do the fun stuff you were talking about earlier. So, yeah. Um, on the note of the, the whole streaming panhandly kind of feeling, I was worried about the same thing. Um I I didn't come at it with the, the angle of like, oh, everyone's doing it right now. Mm. The angle I took was I'm going to do it because I, I've had fun with it in the past, but I've, mm-hmm. I was always I always had an ulterior motive. It was always like, I'm going to live stream and then I'm going to promote this show uh, or I'm going to live stream. And this is back in the day. Like I haven't done it in fucking forever. Uh, but I think the line that I drew was like, I'm not going to put my Venmo like I'm not going to like. I'm not going to put in a link or be like, hey, if you like what I'm doing, you know, send me send me tips. It's just like, no, I just and I said it during the live stream. I was like, this is so fucking weird because like we had so many gigs mm-hmm. planned out like I've I should have been playing today as it were. Uh, so at this point, this is kind of selfish on my part because I just want to fucking play. Yeah. Uh, and I think that was I that was not intended as a dig, by the way, when I say. Oh, oh no, no, I know. It's more from my head. I'm, I'm a piece of shit. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> no. I, the second I started yeah, entertaining. Fucker. When I was thinking about it, I was like, I can't do this unless it is something that is cathartic for me. And if I'm not Absolutely. in the mood or if I don't want to do it, like it's going to feel like it's coming from the wrong place. So that's... you obviously were having a good time and wanted to have fun. So that's I totally endorse it. And I think that's awesome. So that's I want to be in the same spirit and do something that feels like well, it's good. fun. It would be good for me. So, yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's all about doing what's what's right for you. What makes sense in your head to make things uh, go by. You right. know what I mean? Uh, that's why, like, I when I was looking back at that City in Color uh, cover thing that I, I've started to do, I was like, fuck, I was like 90% done with covering that whole album, and I might as well just, just do that. Mm. Sadly, I don't know of any way that I can, like, we can participate in it together at this point, but... Well, I mean, we can do what all the cool kids are doing and just, you know, do what we're doing right now and then try to get music together and then i look at you and go that requires one rhythm that we barely managed to muster in person i know yeah (laughs) but no we'll find something to do but uh no kudos by the way i'm enjoying those so keep that keep that up it's been fun i have one that i actually have never played before that i need to work on next but i've been Mm -hmm. kind of i've been especially now that i know i have until may to finish all of it uh kind of not lost motivation but i'm like all right i can let the others see if i get more views on the other ones first and like set an arbitrary number of like once it gets x amount on this last one then i'll do the next so i'm never gonna finish <laughs> there you go yep. <laughs> goals <laughs> um but yeah that that thing we we're talking about with the band um i it sounds pretty fun i'm yeah. glad that, that you thought so as well so michael what we're doing is not to make you just be the editor uh in the session here but well, I'm I'm always that, so I'm okay with it. It's my lot in life. We're we're kind of toying, <laughs> we're toying with the idea right now of like giving each other challenges, like like hey, blowjob I, challenges, or 
Yeah, like, can you throat this black dragon <laughs> dildo until it squirts Gogurt into your no, nostrils? No, no, it's, it's bad down. dragon, not black dragon, bad dragon. Do you Do not I? know that website? <laughs> uh, hold, hold on. Um, <laughs> We're going to need to buy a lot more condoms if it's a blowjob thing. The same oh is not going to be involved otherwise. Yeah. Um, but we're, like, the challenges as far as, like, I would be like, hey, Shane, I think you should cover this song. Or, like, what brought it up is that we have this inside joke with Sam where we harassed her because she's a violinist and violin is really prominent on both theme songs for The Walking Dead and Game of Thrones. That oh, yeah, we were like, yeah, you yeah. should you should do a cover of those. And back in the day, she would basically just tell us to go fuck ourselves. So now it's our <laughs> way of continuing to ruin her life. It's just being like, well, I mean, you're an okay bass player. Or bass player. You're an okay violinist. But like, what do you know about music? Because you can't even play Game of Thrones. <laughs> she is an okay bass player, though. I will give her that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she can finger. Have you challenged her to play um, uh, Devil Went Down to Georgia? Oh, that's a good one. That's a great one. She gets that um, one uh, once or twice a, a year at the very oh, least. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, like, she my ex makes... is a vi- violist, so mm. she gets asked that all the time. She's like, first off, viola, not a fiddle. So I think Sam would get the exact same, yeah. like, reaction. Sam basically responds the same way. She goes, like, I'm not a fiddle player. This, <laughs> I, it's a violin. It's a dramatically yeah. different approach. But, of course, this is also the same woman, if we're haranguing, who specifically says that the uh, lead singer, John Paul from Hurt, doesn't play the violin right. Oh, well, he's not classically trained. Because he <laughs> will actually... Now, the funny thing is, like, I've played in a band with this woman for years. I admire her skill. I think she's fantastic. And at the same time, I'm like, that motherfucker is singing and holding it in front of his face and bowing at the same time and basically, like, doing it inverted. So he's not even playing where it would sit comfortably and you could manage it. And he's still hitting the notes he needs to, singing and dancing about like a, a Mary Fiend. Yeah. I'm much more impressed with him than I am with her. So I mean, that yeah. doesn't sound like he's classically trained if he's not playing it the way that they're <laughs> classically taught. Well, so essentially it would be like if she expected us to be able to like do tap polyrhythmic riffs while doing our regular vocals and not miss a beat. You mean you can't? I thought you could. No, no I, uh, I haven't <laughs> sucked the right bad dragon yet. Yeah. That uh, John Petrucci, I am not, by any stretch of the imagination. Not with nor... that attitude. Yeah, and how. <laughs> so, um, what the hell are you drinking, Michael? Oh, Come. it's uh, Modern Times. Come. No. Okay, for it's... a second, from the font and the coloration of the can, I was like, Coca-Cola beer. Makes oh, if no only. sense in the world. I'm like, why in the hell would you want to pair those two hey, terrible They things? have Coca-Cola and coffee now. So I am they... presently drinking a, a a Twisted Mango Diet Coke. Okay. So, uh, because yeah. I wanted to try it. It's it's bizarre. But, Wait, what's, 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 what's Twisted? It oh, it's says the, it's it the is, lime. It's right? Twisted Mango. Oh. So, apparently, it, it, it wants to see, you know, other mango of its same cut, maybe. I don't well, know. Well, since, since we're doing what we're drinking, I am drinking Daisy Cutter Pale from Half Acre Brewing. Ooh. Well played. Yes. Which, uh, yeah, it's, it's basically water in my house because I have a problem. No, <laughs> I was going to say because you're in Flint, Michigan. Um, oh, shit. Is, is that still a thing? Yeah, it's still a thing. Yeah, it's I mean, presumably, a thing. yeah, it's still yeah, a thing. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, we're yeah. brushing over it at this point. Um, it kind of ignoring it. 
like we have. So it's speaking Michigan, of Coke, it's like... hard not to ignore it. <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> so Ooh. Coke, Coke might not be in the beer brewing game, but they are in the hard or not hard seltzer. They're in their seltzer game now with Aha. You guys tried any Ahas? The Take fuck? on me. Yes. <laughs> uh huh. Um, uh-huh. You can get them. You can get them in Target and elsewhere. It's any any Coca Cola product really. But can you really at this point? <laughs> I'm like, are you enough? shilling for them? <laughs> is, no, I'm sponsored? just saying. No, I'm talking to John. <laughs> yeah, you require like a flak jacket and a very strong constitution these days to get anything at a grocery store. Yeah, other than attitude. You know who has the plug? Trader Joe's. Trader Joe's has it figured out, man. How so? Um, well, they've limited the amount of people that can be in the store at once. Uh, Which is smart. Makes sense. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And not only that, but they've gone the extra mile. And when, like, for the the queue outside. They've used chalk to indicate six feet apart. Nice. And okay. they are actually enforcing that. And then you can see them disinfecting between uses and they direct you to what's been disinfected. So like and oh. also So because they're they're limiting all that stuff, um, this is my second or third trip in the past week or so, and I've we found everything that we wanted as far as food products. Um there wasn't any uh, sex workers in there so i couldn't really get that there but yeah. everything else that i wanted michael whose phone's fucking vibrating not me I, i'm kidding <laughs> i'm like I, I just got a notification but i was like damn. i just did the first decent thing here and i actually adjusted and muted myself while i was belching so that i wouldn't disrupt your train of thought oh so that means future is oh, gonna have to yes, deal with that future right, cool. future michael is gonna get to edit and oh uh, and i need deal those with burps my, but, mm. well uh, that'd be know. so that'd be so funny since you muted that audio if he left it in there because you're just burping over it and i literally don't acknowledge i don't get shocked nothing. or anything yeah. <laughs> it's a much better way to approach um, also i i hope you know that and I, it just dawned on me now that Michael has more power than we give him uh, credit for. Because <laughs> what he has in his hands now is the ability to take your isolated vocal and clip it of anything. Bro- he could, with all this, the amount of talking that we've done now over three episodes, he could probably make you say anything that he wants. I mean, he can do that already. I'm fairly easy to manipulate. I put my foot in my own mouth. I'm like, I could probably just ask him to say something. Like, All right, sure, whatever. It's like we've got 35 now episode, or 30, this will be 34 or yeah, 35 yeah, episodes 34, 34. of audio of me constantly saying something that is either incendiary, bordering on being racist, bordering on being like a pedophile. I mean, there's just any number of things. Because <laughs> I still think I'm Teflon, apparently, as I coast myself into 40. So, yeah, it's it's going to be good. Well, I mean, now that you're getting to be in your old dog years, like, you know, you are what you are. You yes, know? So indeed. At least you're uh, wearing it like a badge of honor. I can start claiming now. It's like, well, I, I was raised in a different time, so I can't help it. You know, it's, kids uh, these days. If the president of our country can get away with saying anything that just shits out of his mouth at a random moment, I also get to jump on that gravy train. Speaking of, um, and then talk about whatever. Um, (laughs) I was listening to your mom's house podcast earlier today, and apparently at one of the press conferences, one of the terms being thrown around uh, near the White House was the Kung Fu flu. Yeah, 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 one of his aides uh, started that. Jesus Christ. I knew I he had AIDS, I just didn't Kung know flu. how he got it. Oh, there we go. Kung flu. Oh, my God. Yeah, That was a Mortal Kombat character, was it not? 
Kung flu wins. Also, Fatality. I saw a meme, and it was when they say that uh, say that the virus uh, will leave you like uh, one of the symptoms is having no taste, and then it's like a picture of somebody sweating, and the caption is "Imagine Dragons fans." <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Oh, pain. All right. And, and well, that's, that's me. So um, I do have one thing I want to say before we get started. Um, so remember, I think it was like, what, 10 episodes ago or something like that when we did the worst fan fiction episode? Mm-hmm. So I actually have started work on transcribing the um, My Immortal fan fiction into kind of a script that we can read from if we ever decide to do that. Okay. It was something is... I wanted to do late at night last night. So, um, that is so hot. Oh yes, very hot. Yes, indeed. Um, so I'll I'll put it on the I'll share it to uh, the our group doc or whatever the fuck. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So you guys can pursue purview it or whatever. I'm already up to chapter five out of forty four. So oh well, good, then you can finish that in like a day or two. Uh, well, we Virtual. the the nice thing is we don't need to read it all at once. <laughs> um, we'll go over the I don't know. I'll mention it when it gets closer when we feel like doing extra shit, but. Ugh. Just yeah. take it inch by inch, as as it were. Once we oh, throw, <laughs> once we throw Shane's problematic ass behind a paywall. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> once we start wanting to panhandle, that was I was going to use that as a uh, se- Sigourney segue into my announcement, but then I gave up. And then there was another time I could have Sigourney segued, but then I gave up. So um, I was like, we already have problems with sort of conniving people into paying attention to this in the first place. So now, like trying to make them pay for it is even worse. Oh, it'll be extra shit if you really want to hear us talk dirty to each other. Then I guess you can pay extra for it. Otherwise, you can just go about your business. It's or you like can subscribe a, to our OnlyFans. Indeed. If only. I was about to say, it's like a 500-pound you know, woman that is just seeping random fluids out of her genitals trying to make you pay her for sex. So, it just doesn't make sense at all. There's no way that it should be happening. You guys, like, you've all worked in, like, a restaurant environment at some point or, like, a theater or... Have I you worked anywhere do. where you get, like, a like an end-of-shift meal or... or no? Uh, I well, can I mean, make a... I can make a pizza whenever I damn well please. I mean, I I did that today. Well, I was just kind of thinking. Oh, go ahead. The closest that I have, just to, you know, before we get too far ahead, I, uh, you know, playing at places where you do, like, coffee shop gigs and things like that where they will give you beverages at the end. But, yeah, not anything that I can orchestrate on my own. Okay. Yeah, because, I mean, like, working in the bar, you get, like, a a shift pint. You know, when I worked Mm. in the theater, you you got, like, you know, soda on the the clock or whatever, and you could probably, like, take a pretzel home with you. Maybe not get caught doing it, hopefully. Um, Only if the pretzel consents. Yes. Uh, Do you think if you're you're a member of OnlyFans, can you get to, like, take a free picture at the end of your shift? Like, do you know know what I'm saying? Or, like, maybe on my free cams, like, do you get, like, cam tokens for participating? I don't know, you... John. Are you trying to angle for sponsorship or <laughs> Yeah, it's like I I wouldn't know. I like do the people that post stuff to a Pornhub, do they get free pre- premium? Like you I know... was just asking for a friend of mine. That's all. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> so when uh, you and your wife begin doing that couples cam game that you've been holding off on for a bit. No, 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 no. no. When a friend of mine and their wife <laughs> the uh indefinite article not my wife it is a wife hashtag not my wife yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, okay like that. that sounds reasonable speaking of wives 
we are going to have a very entertaining topic today, gentlemen, and I hope that you're prepared, because this was something that I actually did not know anything about, and I was very excited uh, to discover it once it actually won the poll. And so, you know, I got to do a little designated research for once and Ooh. bona fide research that i had no clue what i'm going to be talking about so okay. congrats to all involved <laughs> parties but uh, before we get ahead of ourselves i will explain for those uninitiated few who have never heard the podcast what we generally do here is we take a random esoteric or obscurest topic and we will delve into it on the podcast and discuss facts about it but whilst we are telling the facts about whatever topic we're discussing we will also leaven in a little bit of lies just to try to throw everybody off the scent of rational thought and it is then incumbent upon the co-hosts to call out those lies whilst the presenter is going through the facts and so hopefully you will follow along here and we will also demystify whatever we've discussed at the end of the episode to sort of tell you what the lies were, give you the source material so that you can go and actually inform yourself further so that we do not offend any of, you know, those out there who are very concerned about factual information being shared <laughs> on podcasts. Go read a book. <laughs> you nerd. Speaking of which, I just did. I actually read The Haunting of Hill House today in its entirety. Ooh. So, all right on. I Kudos am, to uh, me. I'll hold it up. I am almost halfway through uh Dark Tower 6. Nice. nice. I was excited that you're still barreling through that. How are you liking it thus far? It is finally back on pace of what I expected the Dark Tower to be. And before I go forward saying anything else, uh they don't need it because they're actually successful. At least they present themselves to be. Uh, there's an amazing, amazing podcast. I think I've mentioned it off air, maybe on a couple times. I think already. you mentioned it on as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. But Kingslinger's podcast is probably my favorite, uh, my favorite companion to have with the Dark Tower right now because they heavy, heavy hit every single part of this book. So it's almost like getting a reread in the process of also. You know, just having these two one one of the guys again was uninitiated to to the Dark Tower period, and he's getting to experience it fresh. Uh, the other guy is a constant reader and has read it multiple times. But fuck, it's so good. Uh, if you guys have the uh, the time or the wherewithal, I highly recommend it for you. Okay, what did you uh you asked me the other day about whether or not the wolves were akin to the true knot, and I'm curious as to what you were thinking. Not to devolve further oh, away from it. Yeah, no. Uh, well, spoilers don't matter but mm. there was some there was some mention as far as what the the wolves were taking those twins or the children for they were extracting sort of essences from them yeah and the way it was being described in that certain section uh leading up to the battle with the wolves made it sound like they were taking almost what the true knot takes from the children oh, uh or okay, the true knot okay. takes from you know those with the shine mm -hmm. Um, so it seemed very correlated when I was reading it. You will find there are a lot of sort of kissing cousins in King material, and so you'll see this a lot. And uh, I, so I was going to mention is it's somewhat spoilerific, but it's not going to be anything that really changes the color of the plot for you. But just to give you a bit of validation for that, because I realize that's the reason I said just keep reading. In the Dark Tower, Dark Tower, which is the final book, I think it's book seven, uh, they detail in one of the first depictions of the Crimson King that he is shown with one single tusk. Which does mean that he does share 
some of the genetic material with the true knot or they are sort of low people or connected to him as most things are so i had not thought about you know sort of the correlation between the wolves then and the true knot but since they are basically emissaries for the crimson king and sort of funneled that way they are feeding the breakers which have the shine, so essentially, yeah, it, it kind of has a, a similar feel. So yes, okay. you're 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 on the right path. It just hmm. takes you know, it's not going to be exactly the same because they're not pulling the shine to further their own ends, but they are feeding you know those things to individuals who have shine. So all right, well, that has been a disinformed Stephen King corner. Well, you can also get further <laughs> down because the Ted Brodigan character. Um, for those of you who you know have run through as well when you encounter it that is later on yes uh he's in the uh the breakers place so i don't think that John's i have not met yet. him yep. yeah so uh but ted brodigan is a character from hearts in atlantis and his story oh, yeah. the yeah, short yeah, yeah, story yeah, yeah. in hearts in atlantis is uh the low men basically so there is another subset of the dark tower you can read once you get finished with that as well what's a uh, what's a really cool addition or a cool feature of the the hardcover that i have here is that it has his uh, bibliography but in it has uh, has written all essentially, the, yeah. It's the all the ones books that are, that are tied. Yeah, 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 yeah. Everything related is in bold. So Hearts and Atlantis is on there as well, mm. and and other things. But cool. Yeah, it's it also. Is, uh... It feels nice to have a little bit more time to be able to digest instead of just to steamroll, just to steamroll right now, mm-hmm. since we're not going to be doing uh, fan fusion until September. So it's 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 fun. It it really is relaxing, and I've kind of the joke, and will acknowledge uh, our circumstances here uh, as opposed to focusing on the negative aspects. But uh, the joke has been for all of those is like this is what I was planning to do with my retirement years anyway. Is I was just going to hang in the house and watch movies and read constantly. So I finished it, watched uh, chapter one and two back to back, and then I read the dairy section of eleven twenty two sixty three. And got through I all of that. I've never read that book in general, so you, uh, particularly when you read it, finishing it, you will have a much broader understanding of who a lot of the characters are. Like Norbert Keen is a character that's discussed. Who you're kind of like, oh, okay, but it's the older gentleman who runs the drugstore. Yeah, he yeah, kind of yeah. has an appearance <clears throat> and all those things. So there are characters that you have a much better grip on, having completed the story, where you look back and go, ah, but. Uh, as a teaser to make you want to read it, um, the character Jake Amberson encounters Bev and Richie in the Barrens directly after the events of the first chapter, basically, of it. Okay. So he encounters them after they have encountered uh, it down in the sewers and awesome. have come out. So you get to see them post-script, basically, which is really fun. And you have a sweet little scene with them. And it does not take you out of the story of eleven twenty two sixty three. It's not something where you feel like he shoehorned it in. It really fits organically with the way the story's going. So that is still probably my favorite King book. As I float around with it, uh, the more that I go back to it, it's the one that I think I have the strongest connection to for some reason, which is really bizarre. But the man out of time story really speaks to me. And so, yeah. Anyway, not to devolve entirely, but yes, it's worth reading. Yeah, I'll throw it on the uh, the list for sure. Well, gentlemen, are you prepared for the sultry tale of the Night Witches? I am never prepared. Okay. Never. Let me never be complete. 
Uh, is uh, John Stogs acting up again? Is that? Oh, they are, but them. he'll yeah. he'll he'll edit it out. It's fine. He can take oh, it out. Yeah, post. We'll, we'll kill him. You know. Well, now that we're mentioning it, I might just keep it in then. So. Well, then you let the dogs out, not me. Ooh, 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 ooh. Um, Bruh. Anyway, <laughs> oof. All um, right, here it comes. The uh, this is something that I coupled together from a, a history. Uh, channel article mostly so you are not going to get your standard mostly. operating bland wikipedia entry this time i actually Ooh. endeavored to give you something that was a little bit more involved and entertaining because the wikipedia on this was less than a page and it was ghastly so okay. the night witches was a world war ii german nickname and for those tarantino fans amongst you you're going to appreciate this immensely because i might try to make this movie at some point if i get to have my own shane hunt tarantino ask it will be the night witches uh, it was a world war ii german nickname for the all-female military aviators of the 588th night bomber regiment known later as the 46th tommen guards night bomber aviation regiment of the soviet air forces so a bunch of bad bitches. Indeed. Ooh. Bad bitches at a time where they were not encouraged to commonly be bad bitches. And, uh, you know, it. I think this really speaks to the cultural advance that we've hit these days. And you don't think about this as I've never heard this story before. And I'm somewhat ashamed that it's never been brought to my attention. And particularly <clears throat> in the woke culture that we live in, I feel right. like this is one of the more compelling bits of research that I've gotten to do just because it paints a very stark picture between our current rationale and the rationale that was encountered back then right on. so they flew under the cover of darkness in bare bones plywood biplanes now that's fun but and it gets very intimidating is that bullshit uh, There's no that way is plywood. not nope it was plywood they flew in crop dusters Fuck. with enough thrust anything's possible that's what she title said. your sex tape yeah. zing indeed <laughs> so they braved bullets and frostbite from their flying altitude while battling skepticism and sexual harassment on the ground. They were feared and hated <laughs> so much by the Nazis that any German airman who downed one was automatically awarded the prestigious Iron Cross. Okay. Damn. Now, Shane, what do you think some of their heckles would have been? Like, heckles that they would have received? Do you want to I'm, I'm that not, I am not even <laughs> scraping that scab at all. Why would you even try... <laughs> Good God. I'm no. I'm trying to be, you know, wonderfully complimentary about this, sir. So let's he, uh, not start rutting down in the mud just quite yet. Uh, that, that's fair. You just said that you were easy to manipulate, so I just thought it might be a little I mean, little you took easier. your swing. I appreciate it. Right. I like what you're doing. <laughs> Keep right. it up, sir. I'm sure you've heard that more than once. Uh, <laughs> it's a real issue that affects a lot of men. That's what I hear. That's what I'm told. The, de the Departed told me that, from what I remember. Damn. Um, and uh, all told, the pioneering all-female night bomber regimen dropped more than 23,000 tons of bombs on Nazi targets. In doing so, they became a crucial Soviet asset in assuring an Allied victory in World War II. The Germans nicknamed them Nachtsexen. Good luck. My German's horrible. Uh, or Can you not spell that? <laughs> it is N-A-C-H-T-H. E X E N. Not Texan. Nah, Texans. <laughs> or <laughs> Night Witches, because of the whooshing noise their wooden planes made resembled that of a sweeping broom. So cool. <laughs> so, Damn, that's gangster. Uh, this sound was the only warming. The, uh, warming? 
Good gracious. The sound was the only warning the Germans had. The planes were too small to show up on radar or infrared locators, said Steve Prouse, author of the screenplay The Night Witches, a nonfiction account of the little-known female squadron. They never used radios, so radio locators couldn't pick them up either. They were basically ghosts. The primary attack technique of the night bombers was to idle the engine near the target and glide to the bomb release point, with only wind noise left to reveal their presence. So basically, they are flying in a wooden biplane with a bomb strapped to either wing or both wings. They would turn the engine off, coast over wherever the Nazi camp was that they were heading towards, and then drop the bomb and then crank the thing back on. So it's kind of a wooden plane. <laughs> So remove the wooden plane. That's kind of like the scene in Force Awakens, like near <laughs> with the Millennium Falcon. You know the the scene mm-hmm. that makes you go, oh, yes, Just, like where the you know, turn it off and then yeah. punch it back on. Yeah, yeah then yeah. flips it around to get the you know the shot in. Also required a female pilot in order to do it. So you know what are you going to do? Ooh, callback. We're we're paying close attention to the correlations here. I like that Watkins. <laughs> so. Uh, the limited noise of their approach led to their entertaining and intimidating moniker being bestowed by the German soldiers describing their attacks. <laughs> There's just so much Inglorious Bastards on this. It really is like I, you can't help but want to make a sequel for this. I really oh, think it would be marvelous. But due to the weight of the bombs and the low altitude of their flights, the pilots didn't carry parachutes until 1944. Now think about that for a minute. Uh, You've got women. I, I'm gonna call. I'm gonna call bullshit. I you don't think they ahead. ever. Oh, I was gonna say I didn't think they ever had parachutes. No, they had parachutes eventually, but yeah. Uh, oh, okay. That just flummoxes me that in a wooden plane flying that low with bombs strapped to it, they're like, we're not gonna give you anything, basically. But again, now they gave to context, them little pockets of cocaine because you know if, if anything only. happened back then, you're just you're falling to your death. So just do some cocaine about it. Yeah, you're fighting in a basement. How, how can you snort a line while you're plummeting? Like, the wind's going all around you. Pinky well, nail, man. Just scoop uh, it out and, you know. I know a, a certain in. Arizona barber that might know the answer. Ow. <laughs> I swear, Jeez. the slander alone was just, you know, we're all going to get it at some point. Uh, <laughs> Damn. I didn't say anything, so. You made a fine point, yes. But I, Arizona's a big state. It is a very big state. I agree. So using female bombardiers wasn't a first choice for the Soviets. Now, I should also contextualize, based on what we were talking about, this is also the Soviet Union who lost double the amount of individuals who were killed in the Holocaust. And by and large, a lot of that was due to the fact that they were sending out, they had such little resources to provide and such a wealth of people that they could throw at any problem. They would send soldiers out as depicted in like enemy at the gates with one guy carrying a gun, the other one carrying bullets and whoever fell first picked up the other person's munitions. Basically like, we're not going to give you a gun to fight with. It's just survival of the fittest here, motherfuckers, or uh, survivor of the sickest as we would run for you saliva fans. (laughs) Back into my system. Indeed, well played. So, uh, just not, yeah, it's really easy to believe this once you consider, oh yeah, well, this is the Soviets here in World War II. So, while women had been previously barred from combat, the pressure of an encroaching enemy gave Russian leaders a reason to rethink the policy. Hitler had launched Operation Barbarossa, which I have, uh, is the uh, title for the massive invasion of the Soviet Union, in June of 1941. By the fall, the Germans were pressing on Moscow, Leningrad was under siege, and the Red Army was struggling. The Soviets were desperate. 
As such, Major Marina Raskova used her position and personal contacts with the Soviet Premier Joseph Stalin to obtain permission to form female combat units. Raskova, who was known as the Soviet Amelia Earhart, except for the fact that she actually didn't disappear, uh, was famous not only as the first female navigator in the Soviet Air Force, but also for her many long-distance flight records. And she had been receiving letters from all, women all across the Soviet Union wanting to aid the Russian war effort, like you do. And while they had been allowed to participate in supporting roles, uh, there were those who wanted to be gunners and pilots flying on their own. Many had lost brothers or paramours and had seen their homes and villages ravaged. Seeing an opportunity, Raskova petitioned Stalin to let her form the all-female fighting squadrons. On October 8th of 1941, Stalin gave orders to deploy three all-female Air Force units. The women would not only fly missions and drop bombs, they would return fire, making the Soviet Union the first nation to officially allow women to engage in combat. Now, how is Yay! that for a little bit of interesting trivia for you, gentlemen? That's something okay. I never would have stumbled across on my own. Yeah, oh my God. And not something that is typically lauded for our good you know, Soviet friends, uh, in particular with our current affiliation with them due to <laughs> our things we can't discuss on YouTube. So, uh, <laughs> the uh, previously, women were only able to help transfer planes and ammunition after which the men took over because, well, naturally... Patriarchy mm. says heavy lifting must be left to those with smaller minds. And <laughs> so, Got it. Raskova quickly started to fill out her teams and their uniforms. Mm-hmm-hmm. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Sorry, yeah, that was licentious. I'm sorry. I, I got back in my lane too quickly. <laughs> so, uh, for more than 2,000 applications, she selected around 400 women for each of the three units. Most were students ranging in age from 17 to 26. Those selected moved to Engels, a small town north of Stalingrad, to begin training at the Engels School of Aviation. They underwent a highly compressed education, expected to learn in a few months what it took most soldiers several years to grasp. Each recruit had to train and perform as pilots, navigators, maintenance, and ground crew. So already, they're operating at a deficit and expected to do a great deal more as kind of an astronomical ask for somebody who is not really fluent in most of the procedures. Yeah. So Yeah, uh, it's crazy. It's it's essentially it does feel like a movie. Like yeah. to to what you're saying. Like, here's the montage right now. Like Yeah, yeah. This is the training montage. They've already assembled their group, they've already assembled the team. You introduced all the big stars and all that stuff, the people you that you son care of about. A bitch, I'm in. <laughs> right, right, exactly. And they'll look like Dolph Lundgren training in Rocky Three. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, beyond their steep learning curve, uh, the women faced skepticism from some of the male military personnel who believed they added no value to the combat effort. Raskova did her best to prepare her women for these attitudes, but they still faced sexual harassment, long nights, and grueling conditions. I'm going to go, you know, harassment. I was waiting for somebody to give me the Shane approach there, but harassment nope. just feels so passe. Nope, sounded, sounded right to me. Sounded, yeah, sounds, sounds legit. Hey, Michael, you say that word. What? Harassment? Oh, God, you fuck everything up. Well played. <laughs> no, the no, fuck? Huh? I will, Harassment. Uh, I will. Uh, I'm let kidding. Me ad- adopt for the first time here. The men didn't like the little girls going to the front line. It was a man's thing, Prowse told history. Well done. Oof. There you go. So, 
Don't you oof me, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Bruh. I was oofing him. <laughs> so this is the section making do with hand-me-downs and relics. The military, unprepared for women pilots, unprepared for most of anything, if you've seen any documentation of the Soviet oh, war efforts, I don't think right. they were feeding them food. They just told them, you know, take in as much oxygen as you can handle. Uh, they offered them meager resources. Go figure. The uh, flyers received hand-me-down uniforms from male soldiers, including oversized boots. They had to tear up their bedding and stuff them in their boots in order to get them to fit properly, according to Prowse. As you do. Their equipment wasn't much better. The military provided them with outdated Polikarprov PO2 biplanes. I have no idea what the hell. Bless you. Yeah, thank you. Uh, The 1920s crop dusters that had been used as training vehicles. These light two-seater open cockpit planes were never meant for combat. It was like a coffin with wings, said Prowse. Made out of plywood with canvas pulled over it, the aircraft offered virtually no protection from the elements. Flying at night, pilots endured freezing temperatures, wind, and frostbite. In the harsh Soviet winters... Go ahead. Sorry, so what you're... They're just trying to kill all the women in the Soviet uh, Union. That's yeah. what they're trying to do. No, I mean, honestly, given their situation at the time, that's probably all they had was to really women. like... Yeah, it, well, it was a pastime. No, like the equipment that they had, like they were giving hand-me-downs because that was all they had. Yeah. And they also didn't want to give like the freshest made shit to them. But like crop dusters or the couple of made like planes that they were going to give to people that were actually fully trained. Yeah. Okay. I mean, from from a devil's advocate standpoint. From looking at, like, the German war effort, I mean, they were churning out equipment constantly, which is something that they had more than adequate resources in order to do because they basically had a military-industrial complex that was kind of in place. The Russians did not. So the only thing that the Russians really had a wealth of, if you're going to speak of anything that they had a mass supply of, was population. They are, you know, basically the giant country over there secondary to you know china as far as like space that they cover and occupy so it's very easy to figure that they were just throwing bodies and they didn't have the equipment for most of them so yeah it's not shocking uh all right so uh in the harsh soviet winters the planes became so cold that just touching them would rip off bare skin so good luck you know if you misplaced a hand you'd have a glove on when you were trying to climb into the plane that's always fun Due to both the plane's limited weight capacity and the military's limited funds, the pilots also lacked other luxury items their male counterparts enjoyed. This one will crack you up. Instead of parachutes, which were too heavy to carry, radar, guns, and radios, they were forced to use more rudimentary tools, such as rulers, stopwatches, flashlights, pencils, maps, and compasses. There is bullshit in there somewhere. Not one. That is all true. So they actually made them sit down and chart their courses on a physical map and run it through. And they had to just hope that they were going in the right spot because you couldn't turn lights on. You were flying at night and then you had to turn your engines off and hope the freaking thing turned back over when you had to kick it on. So, I mean, these were daredevil like flyers by any term that you want to utilize so even more staggering than that also they're operating at the deficit of not being accepted within their own battalions being ostracized by the other male you know contingents that are fighting so it's a harrowing experience to say the least for these individuals yeah, no kidding. it's staggering when you start getting into it 
Uh, there was some upside, however, to the older aircraft. Their maximum speed was slower than the stalling speed of Nazi planes, which meant that these wooden planes, ironically, could maneuver faster than the enemy, making them hard to target. Uh, huh. They could also huh. easily take off and land from most locations. Of course, the downside is when coming under enemy fire, pilots had to duck and sending by sending their planes into dives, and almost none of the planes were allowed to carry defensive ammunition because, of course, the weight would drag them down. And then if they happened to be hit by any tracer bullets, which carry a pyrotechnic charge, their wooden planes would immediately burst into flames. So you are flying in a death trap, basically, and, you know, dealing with individuals who are engaging you for combat, so... Quite Hard gutsy. mode activated. Yeah. yeah. What the fuck? So, uh, their stealth tactics... Let me start over. The stealth tactics for flying at night. Uh, the planes could only carry two bombs at a time, one under each wing. So in order to make a meaningful dent in German front lines, the regiment would send up 60 two-person crews a night. Each would execute between 8 and 18 different missions per evening, flying back to rearm between runs. So not only are you going up and doing this, you're doing it repeatedly over the course of an evening, which is probably to their benefit, one, because you're able to get familiar with what your flying course is, but two, they are then expecting to see you, which is terrifying, as you think 18 times you would be doing a bombing run on the same place. That's fucking crazy. Is that bullshit, 18? That is not bullshit. 18 missions a night. Isn't that ridiculous? Damn, that's like... If you assume like nine hours for of of sundown, like of evening of darkness, mm-hmm. like then you're doing thirty minutes, and that's like literally like you're hopping off while you're refilling. Someone else is attaching the bombs, and then you're out and back in the field. Well, like, geez. if you contextualize it in thinking, like just looking at the facts I'm giving you uh, as we're going along, they started in June of forty one. So to have dropped 23,000 tons of bombs on the Germans over the course of less than a you know three-year period, they had to be churning out pretty astronomical numbers as they were going through. So it, it stands to reason when you look at it that way. But yeah, it's, it's very easy to be incredulous when you look at that and be like, there's no way. I can't imagine it. Yeah. I, I mean, similarly to, like to our time, like we wouldn't be able to imagine something like this until we go through it ourselves. Mm. So for them, essentially, too, it's like, it was impossible until till they actually did this run. And, you know, kudos to how intrepid these individuals are because they're, in spite of all of the things that are in opposition of them, are still strapping up every night, putting on their oversized boots and going to work just because they want to help the war effort. So, yeah. you know, for the all the heroism that we are lauded for, you know, the quote-unquote American spirit here, uh, bless our Soviet friends here for, for making some waves back in the 40s. Yeah. So... Uh, the weight of the bombs, of course, forced them to fly at lower altitudes, making them much easier to target, and hence the night-only missions. The planes, each with a pilot up front and then navigator in the back, traveled in packs. The first planes would go in as bait, intending to attract German spotlights, which then provided much-needed illumination. So this is their strategy. <laughs> That's great. Why bring lights when you can, uh, you know, they can set them up for you. Exactly. I like it. So then once they've shown their lights on you, you just aim for wherever they've got all that set up. And then congratulations. Uh, They never had ammunition. Very rarely, if ever, I should say, had ammunition to defend themselves. And then they would release a flare to light the intended target. Wait, didn't you say earlier that they were the first, like, group to ever uh, uh, 
group of women to ever fight back, to ever engage. Yes, they are the first female fighting group that was ever allowed to take place in combat. Because prior to this, all oh, the other okay, countries okay. would not allow women to enlist at all. They would help, you okay. know, we had like, for instance, in the U.S., they were making ammunition and contributing that way, but they were never allowed to take part in the fighting. I had misheard previously. I thought you meant like engage as in like if they are that were attacked, they were able to fight back. Mm. But that was my apology. Yeah. My bad. My no, bad. no, you're good. It's and I realized can happen again. <laughs> Be better. Ah. <laughs> Uh, I realize it's like to get through a lot of this stuff as per usual. I'm kind of barreling through it, so please, when you want to call your bullshits, throw up a hand and stop me because I will. Uh, I will, you know, run. Thank you. That's what I wanted. It's very cute, asshole. Is there isn't there a chat. There is a chat. There function. is a chat oh. function. You think I'm going to read that while I'm reading this? <laughs> just yell at me, asshole. Correct. I'll just raise hand on the button. It's an easy way to go. Well done. That's what I want. That tiny little thing I can read over there. Yeah, like yeah. your penis. I can't read my penis. I've tried. <laughs> my vision's not that good. I, I even with bifocals, I can't get it. So, the last plane would then idle engines and glide in darkness in the bombing area. So they would send them in packs. A couple would fly through as a decoy, and then the final one would follow up to give you the coup de gras, which is quite wonderful. It was this stealth mode that created, of course, the signature witch's broom sound. There were 12 commandments that the Night Witches followed. The first was, be proud you are a woman. Uh, killing Germans was their job. <laughs> we're in the business of killing Nazis. And brother, business is a booming. Uh, in addition to doing that, uh, killing Nazis, they were uh, they did needlework in their downtime, as well as patchwork and decorating their planes, and danced. They had free time? Apparently they had free time between 18 bombing runs a night. Why do they so, have wait, commandments? That's part of their commandments that they had to do needlework and all that. I no, I don't think that's a part of the commandments. Okay, because I, I was gonna, I was going to say there. bullshit to that. I, okay, I didn't right, find right. the specific twelve commandments of being in this other than be, you know be proud that you're a woman. That was I what. mean, I like lists. It's easy to make up lies when you have lists. That's one of the reasons I eschewed doing it is I didn't need to make anything uh, up here. So well, fine. Yes. I also realized I lost my track of what I was doing here, and I was going to tell you how many lies there were up front, and I believe there's only two, so I, I missed out on that. My apologies. I know. Next, that changes everything. I'll catch you next time. We'll get it. Ah. Night, but, um, so, moving on. It kind of feels like we have a really improvisational feel. I know. It's crazy, <laughs> isn't it? So, uh, did someone mention that at some point to one of you? Like, that no, we have an improvisation of it? Oh, no. No. Oh, okay. I was like, that felt scripted. <laughs> it sounded scripted. Shut Same up, word. nerd. We're improvising. <laughs> Sounds scripted. Yeah. Uh, okay, okay. Uh, they also put the pencils that they used for navigation into double duty as eyeliner. As you do. Yeah, that's reasonable. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, this is disbanded and overlooked. I believe this is the last segment that I have here. Uh, so... Their last flight took place on May 4th, 1945, when the Night Witches flew within 60 kilometers, which is approximately 37 miles for those not using the metric system, of Berlin. America, freedom units. Exactly. Bunch of bastards. Uh, <laughs> three days later, the Germans officially surrendered. So according to Proust, the Germans had two theories about why these women were so successful. Naturally, they have to come up with a theory. Right. It's, it's not just you just handed us our ass because it was a clever attempt. Yeah. 
Uh, they were all criminals who were masters at theft and had been sent to the front line as punishment. That's what I. That's <laughs> what, how I describe my wife. That's my head cannon. Yes, indeed. Uh, or they had been given special injections that allowed them to see at night. <laughs> they're Captain America. They got the super soldier serum. No, they're a bunch of carrots. Yeah. Oh. Or it could be that they're women and they have not encumbered their sight by masturbating you know, frequently over the course of their entire life. Because we're told that's supposed to deteriorate your vision, right? That was the old... I still can't see out of my right eye. That's because there's cum in it. Oh, yeah. I was going to yeah. say, you need to keep your glasses on when you're doing that, brother. I hate to tell you, but uh, it's Protective a sneeze guard. goggles. <laughs> sneeze guard. The cock sneeze, as John and I used to refer to it. So, uh, Coincidentally enough, you know, oddly, that uh, male semen has a lot in common, you know, chemically speaking, of its composition with snot. So that's, I, I have referred to it as a cock sneeze, just purely from that. Because if you put the two together, it's basically the same thing. Or if you want to make is it really bullshit? sexy. No, that is not bullshit. The chemical composition of snot and semen are very similar. Yeah, Michael, if you spent any time uh, with a dictionary, if you looked up dick snot, it comes up. <laughs> it's actually the word of the day on thesaurus.com right now. If you go look it up, you know, cocksneeze or dick snot. Uh, <laughs> this is Michael's new nickname, apparently. He's actually Googling it. He is. God bless him. So... Altogether, the Daredevil heroines flew more than 30,000 missions in total and about 800 per pilot and navigator pairing. They lost a total of 30 pilots, and 24 of the flyers were awarded with the title Hero of the Soviet Union. Raskova, the mother of the movement, died on January 4th, 1943, when she was finally sent to the front line and her plane never made it. You I like that Michael is laughing at that, at that no, because he's you know, looking up cock sneeze on the internet I, and lost. Uh, his... Oh, uh, don't I you looked up dick sneeze? So, so dictionary dot com didn't have dick sneeze or dick snot, but they had dick chicken. Um, which I'm, you know what? Fuck it, I'm derailing it. I'm going to read it real quick. Okay, dick chicken. Uh, uh, he dick chicken has been previously new uh yeah wait what were you gonna say he was the uh, vice president of the united states under the bush administration from what i recall (laughs) nice um the game of dick chicken is where two men usually straight lower their pants and walk toward each other on a path that would cause their penises to collide until one loses by veering from the path or chickening out I love that you get so excited about dicks and straight dicks that you have to get so close to your microphone when you're yelling that explanation to us. Okay. (laughs) All right. So I've been keeping an eye on my my, uh, audacity, and there is a – I thought I changed this, Mm. so I have a reason why my (sighs) mic doesn't work. Because you're an idiot. It's because (laughs) – it's audacity, and I thought I had changed it. Audacity will automatically adjust your mic – volume depending uh, on the uh-huh, input yeah hey michael what's 60 divided by two 30 so 30 dollars each one from me one from oh Shane, my god no did you yeah. a blue <laughs> it's the audacity and apparently i'm not smart enough to have changed that preference well, so i'm gonna have uh, to look into that so when I'm done. the audacity of you i would say of claiming that this is the problem 
So the the last time, uh, so where we were before, he was laughing at a brave woman being killed on the front lines. Yep, that's what he was looking at. Uh, <laughs> you know, to give you some measure of credulity, though, uh, I'm not. No, we're gonna leave that alone. Uh, Michael <laughs> yeah, thinks I, I women it. dying is a funny thing, and uh, that's why he's a serial killer. I can't help but get the giggles. Corn pops. It happens. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So uh, let's get serious again. <laughs> She was given the very first state funeral of World War II, and her ashes were buried in the Kremlin. So, okay, uh, as opposed to Kremlin Two, which I thought was a little bit less, you know, inventive, uh, shallow, you know, pedantic. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it just had that, you know, oh the Kremlin with the buzz hawk at one point. I think so. It's a little awkward, but don't don't feed him at night. <laughs> Despite being the most highly decorated unit in the Soviet Air Force during the war, the Night Witches Regiment was disbanded six months after the end of World War II. And when it came to the big Victory Day parade in Moscow, they were not included because it was decided their planes were too slow. That sounds <laughs> bullshit. Like a, That's bullshit. It has to no, be bullshit. Not bullshit. They said their planes were too slow. They gave the Michael defense. Which was, Bullshit the planes Reese. don't work uh, right, so we can't God. let you take part in the parade. I'm sorry. Stupid. Uh, <laughs> Calling it my defense. It's the Michael defense. Get out of here. I don't have to have rationale. It's just everything else is the problem. I'm I'm right. And also, you know it. I didn't mean to throw Michael under the, the same bus that, like, he... I like, get thrown that, under every day? It's kind of... Every, every recording? <laughs> Well, this time was especially cruel because it was kind of like if you've seen the video of Kanye West and Mike Myers uh, on the interview for the relief for Hurricane Katrina. Uh, where Kanye thinks that Mike Myers is actually Shrek and wants to volunteer to be Donkey? No, it's 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 obviously very <laughs> like it's one of those like live aids or whatever, you know, like where you're supposed to like it's like phone in while these people are calling or. Your eyes just got really big. Yeah, you said live AIDS. I got, you know, we're already dealing with one pandemic. Let's not spread. <laughs> but so Mike Myers is obviously Bruh. reading from a teleprompter uh, about all the damage that's been done during Katrina, uh, ways that you can contribute. And it's Kanye's turn. And instead of going with the program, Kanye yeah. breaks from the teleprompter, looks dead into the camera and says, George Bush doesn't care for black people. Oh, and God. it's just, yes, I remember this. <laughs> and it just leaves like, it's just Mike Myers phase. And you can just, just trap that look forever. <laughs> just, yeah, just, he just goes so pale, like, holy fuck. What? Like, and instead, and bless Mike Myers for this, because instead of acknowledging that that happened, he just picks up right where he's supposed to on the teleprompter. <laughs> But anyway, I'm staying Michael. on topic. <laughs> yeah. So, Michael, sorry for uh, for for throwing you under the the bus because you love it when women get killed. <laughs> God There's a, the world star spit take of the episode. Well done. Oh, <laughs> all right. It. Now I'm out of beer. Jesus. On October 8th, 1941, an order was issued to deploy three women's air force units, including the 588th Regiment. Why is this here? Where did this... We're cycling back. Apparently. So Start from the beginning. Here's where I did not clip out some random bit of nonsense from Wikipedia, apparently. Yes, that is extraneous information. Don't mind me. <laughs> Man, now the whole episode's just kind of... Don't see behind the curtain. <laughs> Pay no attention. Now we got to start over. Yeah, Pay just... no attention to the cock behind the balloon. <laughs> just, just dump it. 
Uh, <laughs> already did. <laughs> We're recording, right? That's the argument. And so in, for personnel, I got the clap. I know. It's terrible. <laughs> scratchy, scratchy. In total, 361 people served in the regiment, of whom 32 died of various cases, including plane crashes, combat deaths, frostbite, gout, and tuberculosis. 28 gout? were written off. That's a pleasant thought, isn't it? I love oh, your face fuck. where you're like, gout? Gout? Yeah, he says that... he says gout, and then he puts on like a real old boomer face, like where he like grimaces. Like he a can't boomer. help that. That's just his face, John. That's not nice oh. to say. Yeah, that's not. It's mean. So and then, <laughs> uh, twenty eight aircraft were written off. Man, as in like their taxes, or uh, as saying that they lost them, basically. Ah. But yes, oh, probably okay. if they if you file taxes in the Soviet Union during the wartime. I'm not <laughs> sure. Bombs in a museum. <laughs> and uh there's a a bit about repressed personnel and honored personnel here at the end i'm not sure uh so okay well we'll they honored they honored people apparently they uh so oh that's better than i expected for their repressed personnel senior engineer sofia otskorva was sentenced to death by a military tribunal in 1942, but was later acquitted after the sentence was suspended and she was reinstated to her position. Oh, I thought you were going to say it <laughs> after was, they shot she her. Was acquitted. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, ah, you know what? Maybe she wasn't wrong. Gave her the old oops. Green Mile treatment. It was like, oops, <laughs> sorry. Uh, there are mechanics Raisa Chartanova. Naga, not going to work here anymore, I'll tell you that much. And uh, Tamara Frolova were sentenced to 10 years of imprisonment for dismantling a flare, which was used by the navigators to eliminate the bombing targets, and using the small silk parachute to sew undergarments. What? <laughs> that is punishable by 10 years in prison for taking apart a flare and making underwear out of the silk parachute it's like that like just classic like taking a like two good steps forward and like 20 back of like yeah so we're gonna let them fight but they also want like their naughty bits supported comfortably and this is the only way they have to do it ah fuck them put them away for 10 they want to be farting through silk i mean who doesn't um Ay ay ay. They were still retrained as navigators, but Frolova was killed in action in 1943. So, sometimes this is where we get back into Wikipedia and the random nonsense that people decide to include about topics. Uh, I will never quite understand. Uh, Yeah. But holy hell, how fascinating. Now, John, you will appreciate this. 23 personnel from the regiment were awarded the title of Hero of the Soviet Union, as I mentioned previously, but Mm -hmm. two were awarded Hero of the Russian Federation, which I think is a rap unit, uh, from what I understand. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And then one hero was awarded Hero of Kazakhstan. Ah. Koshak? Koshak, yes, indeed. Well, so that, gentlemen is all that I have to present to you on the okay. Night Witches. Well, so. how, let, let's hear these lies, because I, I we tried, and I... Yeah, I, I got nothing. Um, technically, you didn't get nothing, Michael. You just didn't push hard enough, so... What? Oh! Um, Garbage! There's, Garbage! There's three lies. My apologies, as I scrolled through to the end here. So, Son of a bitch. I didn't know I had to call bullshit on the number of lies you gave. No, I... I was... <laughs> 
Jeez. Oh my god, you're getting so the worked meta. up at the wrong part of this. Well done. It's like Michael; he gets wrong, you know, angry at the wrong things all the time. Women die, and he's happy, but he doesn't catch one lie, and he loses his mind. Yep. No, no, no. I didn't catch it. He lied about the number of lies that were on. That's uh, that's an entirely different. Technically, thing. yeah, that's now four lies. So well done. Oh, jeez. So <laughs> they keep building. Um. I said, in order to make the meaningful dents in the German front lines, the regiment sent out up to 60 two-person crews a night doing 18 separate runs. Uh, the 18 missions was not a lie. The 60 was. So they would send out 40 two-person crews per evening. So, that's after my... after. Don't give me that look after your last week's little Harry Carey bullshit that you're trying to pull up. Oh, well, you didn't say that God didn't actually create the universe in seven days, so... <laughs> lie Meh. i mean but that's all oh, built fuck on off. the whole it's like the, he took yeah. he rested for the seventh day yeah. and i thought because you guys lived in like repressed religious households that you would have like known well that. yes i knew but, that you know, i didn't realize that i had to scream it from the hilltops in the course of your presenting your bland topic sir i just <laughs> oh, get him whoa, dead whoa no ah, so i decided ow. you know i'm gonna go for random bits of nonsense here as well jeez Take a breath. Man as a family, but I mean, still, get it. Go go in for the kill. Damn. Uh, Swimming in that same uh, thing, and this is where I said you should have pushed a little harder. Um, There were 261 people that were killed serving the regiment as opposed to 361. (laughs) So you're welcome. Speaking of pushing a little harder. Exactly. Uh That is the title of his sex tape. <laughs> but no, what if what his actual the lie that he called that he didn't say bullshit for, so I just rolled over it was um okay, fair. the uh causes that uh were the deaths were attributed to for crashes, oh, combat deaths, oh, I didn't call it. frostbite, gout, and tuberculosis. Uh neither frostbite nor gout had killed anybody over the course of flying those That's planes. Good. So Because gout is is a disease caused from eating too much meat, which was a big deal for like the aristocracy in like the fucking medieval ages. So it's I should have been like, Oh, that's bullshit, but it was like, What no? Yep. Why would they eat gout? Why would they get gout? Because they were probably just served like rocks and, you know, bits of sticks for their food. Jeez. So on a silver, <laughs> I'm upset. On a silver platter, <laughs> I served you that lie, sir, and and I, yep, I ate it up like it was rare meat and got the gout myself. Indeed, I got you gout. <sighs> so without a go. gout, yeah, yeah, those are the without a gout. Oh, geez. those are the shit pole lies that I had here because basically, <laughs> so much of this stuff was just it strained credulity to begin with. That is like, I can't make anything up that's even remotely oh, as nonsensical sure. as we're flying in a wooden plane and they just gave us a compass and a map and said, Good luck finding the fucking place. So, so this could go two directions for your directional debut. So, the Night Witches could, could be akin to a Tarantino film. And it would be well served that way. Mm-hmm. But hear me out, because I don't think you've gone down this avenue. What if you do it akin to like a league of their own? <laughs> but with... don't don't think the thought had not occurred to me. That's actually one of my favorite films. I enjoy that one immensely. Uh, Michael looks a little lost. Shane, do you want to take this one? Yeah. Uh, what is so? It? A league of their own is a Madonna vehicle uh, that was also piloted by Gina Davis and Tom Hanks, right? Yeah, Tom Hanks was the male lead. I was trying to skew more towards uh, Rosie O'Donnell, also co-stars. Oh, oh, oh! Yeah, the well, he, the female he led baseball a women's, uh, baseball yeah. team. Mm-hmm. I I watched that. I've seen that movie. 
Yeah. Wow. You don't have to get so hot about it. I mean. <laughs> no, I'm already hot and bothered. Well, if you do, you'll clean so. it up, Michael. So. Oh yeah, yeah. I try. Michael. To. I try Michael to. is one bad pun or joke away from turning into full Seinfeld and just like yelling all over the goddamn room. <laughs> I mean, what's with airline food? <laughs> Between the two of you, I got Seinfeld and Woody Allen over here. Of like, well. I can only go to the movie theater if I can sit on the second row and no one talks to me. Otherwise, I can't focus. Well, the theater's dead now, so who's fucking laughing, Shane? Ha, ha, ha. (laughs) Those two old bitches that tried to get you frustrated while watching The Invisible Man. They were probably fucking patient zero. And that no (laughs) With any luck, they caught it that day. <laughs> um, here's me wishing a bitch would. You know what's fucking hilarious is that movie, The Invisible Man, is now one of those in-home theater rentals you can do, like the in-theater now rentals. And part of me, like on one hand, it's twenty dollars to watch it here at home, but also it means I would never have had to have that experience with those catty old woohoo's mm-hmm. and. I think I would rather just spend the $20 at home. And there is something to be said for that, too. Not yeah, to tangent yeah. here. Oh, totally. That- I, you know, to support films uh, continuing to make money over the course of this catastrophe, that would be something I'm 200% in support of. Oh, fuck yeah. Pretty cool. But also, I'm, I love going to the theater just because it's, it's, uh, it's nice to just be disconnected. But... Mm-hmm. And I don't know why it's taking me this long to realize it, but I, I can just disconnect any time. I just need to be more, uh, I just need to fast forward 10 years into my future where I just turn my phone off for four days. Um, but that watching movies at home is, is fun too, because you can just, you get to pause for the pee breaks and to like play the gymnastics of, does this feel important? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. which it's been good. Um, do we have any recommendations for each other on things to watch? Any anything that you've recently watched that just would... are you trying to stretch out the clock or something? We usually talk about this at the beginning. I mean, yeah, he is well, probably we didn't trying touch... to stretch. We didn't we didn't touch on this yet. No, we did not. I uh, I just watched the uh, Dark Phoenix, the the newest X Men film. Oh, I forgot to watch that one. That that got a lot of flack. I thought it was okay. I granted, I I haven't seen any X Men since like X Men three, but like. I I don't watch that much X Men, but like can't, I thought it was okay. You can't see the face that I'm making, listeners, but I, I am severely oh, browbeating him we just are, across the corner of this microphone. We are uh, about to actually drive to Michael's house right now, and like Clockwork Orange, force them eyes open, and he's gonna watch. Uh, no, okay, I'm borderline right, from, from, on like squatting on his chest from, and coughing in his face for a series of forty minutes, just hoping to cause him some pain. I, I'm not okay, so I'm not saying you're not okay. To other X Men movies. Uh, well, if you want it honestly, I'm not saying compared to. Say. I'm saying for what the movie was, it was okay. Yeah. Compared to all the other ones, I don't Listen, know. Michael, it could have been the shittiest one ever. We don't have a problem with the fact that you think that movie was okay. What we have a problem with is that you stopped at the literal next to the original Wolverine Origins. Mm. You stopped at the worst fucking X Men movie you could possibly have fucking watched. You missed like the apex of what is essential X Men cinema universe. Without question, X Men Apocalypse. I'm going to crawl through this screen right now and pull your heart out of your asshole. No, days... It's it's two-part. One, if we're going with the actual, like, their their cinematic arc, Mm. 
Days of Future Past. Days I think, of Future is, Past, without question. Yeah, I love that one. The Wait. pinnacle of X Men movies, and then what? Second, which one was the one that was the original? Like, it wasn't a time travel re hard reboot, but it was the movie after that. Apocalypse where it just followed. Was it? Yeah, Apocalypse? Age of Apocalypse is the one that followed that. But okay, I've seen bits and pieces of it, like here and there, but like I haven't like sat down and actually like fully enjoyed. The Here's movie. the thing. Well, like I liked I liked uh, Fastbender. Uh, he was a good actor. Flossbender? He played Magneto, right? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Flossbender? Flossender? Sure. Um, he he played Magneto, you right? Yes, he be did. A magnificent yeah. old man. He what already is. The... is. He's you know ah. mid twenties and still managing it. So, what year is it? Okay, is Nixon still president? So secondarily, uh. the movie Logan. Uh, so Days of Future Past and Logan, I would say, are essential X Men viewing. Without so, question. To to stay topical to what what I brought up, Michael, I think you should watch Days of Future Past, and then also watch Logan. Now, have you seen have you seen First Class at all? Have you seen any of the newer ones? Is, you is, stopped is at X three. Well, that that was the one I truly remember, like sitting and watching all at okay. once. I know I've seen bits of um, First Class because that's when they that's the end scene involves like. Um, uh, a fight in like a, a stadium or something like that. No, that is Days of Future Past. Okay, okay. Then I have seen oh, the ending of that. God. The last like I don't know because that had um that had oh shit uh, um Peter Dinklage in it yes. right. Bless you. Yeah. Okay. 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 Yeah, you okay. need to watch I, Days of Future Past. But if you want context as to how they set the universe up, First Class also really great film. So you know if you're gonna run through anything, Logan is a must, of course, and I'm gonna second John. On yes, that. I do. I do know that I need to see well, then, that movie. Well, then I'll double really down good. and say by this time next week, I will have expected you to have seen Logan. And I hope you're expected to be let down, just like all of my teachers and professors since kindergarten through. You have your parents, <laughs> and how? Oh well, that goes without saying. <laughs> I mean, John and I have been making the same Chalupa joke now for at least two years, and yeah. I'm upset that you're not catching it. So, Get it with chicken. I don't catch much things. <laughs> the new Quesalupa from Taco Bell. <laughs> Anywho. That's my favorite thing. It's so marvelous. It really is. Um, now, here's, here's the deal. I have a very affectionate tie to the comic source material as well. So, John, if you want a recommendation, you should read Days of Future Past if you have an option. Ooh, I'll, I'll check into it. Yeah, if you do, like, you said you were trying Kindle Unlimited at one point, right? Uh, I have discontinued. Okay, but if, I you, actually... if you get back in and give it a whirl, that and then the hard arc of uh, Days of Apocalypse, or the Age of Apocalypse, sorry, the comic is much more entertaining than the plot line of the film they okay. used kind of the rough outline of what the conceit was for the story but they don't tell you the actual story uh and also fun for that uh, is x-men versus avengers that was a really fun arc as well so. yeah i was really interested in that and then so what originally had me stoked for logan is, is kind of tangentially related uh so michael a while ago God, how many fucking years was it now Seven. Shane, sh probably Shane lent me um, like an isolated story with Logan or with Wolverine in it. And it was uh, hey, old man, Logan, old man, Logan, which is oh what they base God. Logan on. Yeah, that is what got me into giving a shit about comics mm, or like, it is like realizing 
like that was a gateway so thank you for that shane because yeah. ever since i read that i was like holy fuck that was so engaging um and that's why now i'm balls deep in preacher and, and everything like that so okay well i can uh well, maybe just put that in the show note or s- remind me and I'll, I'll okay. look it up yeah. on Kindle. And I will, see, I'll I'm... send you a, a reading list, you know, is always good. But then I also watched several things. I went on a full on movie binge. I watched The Good Liar, which uh, is a little weird to nail the dismount. It's the Ian McKellen. Um, oh, no. Oh, oh, and oh. Uh, it's like a thriller with Helen, Helen Mirren. Uh, yes. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. Really yeah, yeah. well done. I didn't quite. I mean, they take a couple turns in the plot that I was not as thrilled by, but the acting performances are tour de force from both of them, and it, they okay. carry the film in spite of itself, which is always nice. Uh, and I watched, I was really excited about this, sorry, that we you got me on a tangent where I really no, could, could perk up. Uh, I watched, for the first time in my life, An American Werewolf in London. I've never watched that movie, but I heard, was it one of you that told me? One of the best werewolf trans- transformations yes. on on screen? Yes, it is one of the best cinematic sort of transformations you'll see. And for the fact, it has that, it holds up the way Hellraiser does. Got and so it. far as or like when you visceral. see Frank's transformation, you're like, holy shit, the practical effects are really great. Um, and it's also one of those, like, it's a, one of the progenitors of a horror film that has a, you know, I should say it harkens back to the old horror films where it's kind of like the Laurel and Hardy meet Frankenstein kind of bit where it's funny in addition to being very morbid. So it is very much sort of ahead of its time. Such a really good film. I think you would enjoy it just for the, you know, the joys of our macabre sense of humor that we share. So would you, between Good Liar and American Werewolf in London, which one would you recommend uh, Um, that I watch by this time next week? American Werewolf. Okay, if you get an opportunity, it is well worth investing. It's also, it's a fairly short film. I think it's only like running times like an hour 20. Oh, cool. Uh, and then just to clarify before I give my recommendation to you, Shane, mm-hmm. uh, you have Prime. Right? Uh, Melissa does. So, I mean, I can kind of finagle it if I need well, to. But... So essentially, like on your on your PlayStation, you could log into her, like with her Amazon credentials for yeah. the Prime app. Cool. Uh, so then you can use Amazon Prime or the Prime video app on PlayStation and watch Hereditary finally. Okay. I will investigate. Uh, because that movie is going to fuck you up and I need someone else to talk to about it because I recommend it. Yeah. Cause <clears throat> I never finished it. <laughs> yeah. I, I recommend, Oh, that's right. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I, I watched it right after, uh, watched midsummer right after midsummer came out and I watched up to probably the last 10 minutes of it or something oh, like that. Baby um, boy. Which w- yeah, exactly. But I saw the cinema of the ending. So like, I know how it ends. So so is it because you got yeah. too spooked or I don't remember. I think like I just like it was late at night and I'm like, I'm not watching this at dark by myself. Oh. I'm just going to bitch out. OK, well, like good. That. Well, so that means if Shane watches it, there's not going to be any like we can throw up a spoiler wall and we can just. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be fine. I know how it so, is. Guys, so, so. We, we have the yeah. makings of a fun little uh, loose episode next week where we can follow up with each other on these these movies. And then and I can let you all down. Yeah. Uh, what else then, is new? And then we can we can share <laughs> some intimate details about our naughty bits. Ooh, yay! Oh, now that we have cameras, I guess. That's yeah, true. we're starting our OnlyFans tonight. And, so. yeah. and Michael, mm. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to exclude you. Are there any? <laughs> <laughs> I thought you just knew that I wasn't gonna say that I had seen no, anything I because I hadn't seen. I it. want I you to appreciate any... the fact that I stopped what I was going to say, so I'm gonna <laughs> refrain from going further. 
I guess I just no, I just we, need to say it just so that it's on record. Michael, are there any movies or is there anything that Shane and I need to watch by this time next week? Uh, if you guys like playing video games, you can play Doom Eternal. That's pretty much the only thing I've been doing. It's, like with it's my on time. my list, and then since uh, you guys both are my PlayStation friends, well, Michael. <laughs> you're not <laughs> uh if you have ask me i'll give you my cu- uh, my my friend name or whatever the fuck it's send called, it but... bitch uh <laughs> um... and he's uh papa rock 666 there so yeah yeah Pick actually probably probably do, easier do, just do. for you to do, do, do. Gang. um anyway uh speaking of which <laughs> since we're playstation you know... plus game for this month for april is uncharted 4 yeah, I already played Down. that. It's a beautiful game. You should it's play it. You should play all amazing. four of them. Like, one of my top games of all time. Like, the story, mwah. The gameplay, decently, mwah. Like, better than all the original ones. It's And then the ending was very good. Tied, clean, cut. Michael, uh, you're, it in, was, it was you're in all caps right now. Game. Am I? <laughs> hey. In your speaking tone, I, yeah. Michael, I'm going to share your PlayStation. Caps Lock is cruise control for. No, don't, please. What is this? Is this not real? No, it is. Okay, all right, fine, fine. Before, because uh, you're probably going to blather it out anyway. All right, so the story behind it. No, that is. I'm just going to. I'm not even going to censor that. I'm just going to delete that word. But anyway. Um, Oh, yeah, if you say it, I can just censor it. So, mm, there. Mm. Uh, but anyway, the story behind it is my PlayStation 3 account was connected to an MSN email, which doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> so when I tried creating or adding my PlayStation 4 to that account, it's like, oh, enter this code that you get in the email. And I didn't have the email because it didn't exist anymore. So I had to create a new one. So I had to, I spent like about a good hour and a half plus coming up with a username or an account name. And everything I came up with, no, no, already taken, already taken, already taken. So I just, I, I was starting to get drunk at the time because we were getting ready to play D&D. And I was making my D&D group wait while I was doing it. So I just got pissed off and I tried my that account name um, and variations of that account name. And that was the one that stuck. And then later I found out that you can't change your account name after it's already been made. Well, so, so one, yours I, is... I am going to read what your, your username is. I'm going to censor it's, uh, it, so no, no matter. It's boy no. Dick 82 right? Yeah. <laughs> but also... <laughs> it's XX... MCR Rules uh, 360 No Scope 420 XX. But I'm also going to, yes. after I say the username or your, your, your PlayStation ID that sony has finally caught up with the times and you can officially change it if you'd like to but that being said with what we do on this show your username checks out the fact that i thought it was not real and i feel you should be proud of it you should embrace it and you should let people follow this and not censor that your user id on playstation Why? is butt cheese 696969 <laughs> 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 why would i, I... I don't. I. It, I'm. It's not that I don't <laughs> mind sharing it. It's that I don't care if people follow me, and I don't want people pestering me while. Well, I'm playing. you've been sharing it's butt like, cheese like, for years, sir. So don't act like this is new. Oh my god, Michael! Oh my if god. they've listened, 
an hour and a half to get to the punchline of butt cheese 69 69 69 then they oh. they deserve it you can't you can't censor the fact that that user id is butt cheese 69 69 69 <laughs> if you say it enough times you're not gonna censor it if you send a text message if you text 3650 to butt cheese 69 69 69 you will get a free download of dick cheese as well free of charge <laughs> So okay, fine. So I guess it, will I won't it make you feel out, better if you add the, mine as well? Yes, I am. I, I am Imperial eighty one. I believe is my handle, and I care so little about it that I barely remember it. If that makes you feel better, but you can find me as well. Uh okay, okay, that's fine. I'm no trust uh, me. I, I I'm no butt cheese. I've said that for years. But, oh man! Uh, I, yeah. So this. Uh, so okay. A little story behind that particular butt cheese. Um. So years and years and years ago, back when multiplayer online things were just starting, I wanted to join this like uh, MMO, like Lego game or something like mm. that, and I needed to come up with a username. So I spent again an hour doing that, and I asked my mom for help because I was like t- eleven, twelve. Something Go like on. That. And my mom started. Huh? Go on. <laughs> And so my mom started trying names, and then she started getting pissed off that all the usernames were taken. So I'm so aroused right now. Oh, my God. They're going to fuck. So we tried. No. Jesus Christ. Fuck, man. Uh, no. Try another name, no, Mama. Not, try another name. Uh, so your Lord. mom gave you butt so, cheese. No. They, it went, because it was a kid's website, it wouldn't take the word butt. So she did toe cheese. So that worked. So I was toe cheese like nine 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 or something oh, like that. God. Um yeah, so then my World of Warcraft ID or my Blizzard account name is also that as well. It's butt cheese like nine nine eight or something like that. And then my first character on World of Warcraft was also butt cheese until I got reported for having that name on an RP server. <laughs> um, Jesus. Look out so the bad boy the podcast is coming through. Yeah, yeah. butt cheese exactly. rebel over so, here. Yeah, so that's my that's the history, and that's okay. why when I got frustrated, I just did butt Michael? cheese, and then like it didn't accept, so I did nine six nine six nine six nine. You could so. have saved yourself yeah. so much aggravation by just being a little more clever and gone, but b u t comma cheese, <laughs> and then you would have been fine. It would have still been butt cheese, but then you would have had a conversation starter as opposed to an embarrassment like your current handle. But to your no, I, to your uh, to your favor, cheese. You have but to your perfectly cheese. set up an ending point to lead into next week with that story. What? No, no, no. Because huh? because I, I I'm already. It's next week. We're just going to put a trigger warning now at the end of this episode for next week's content. <laughs> what the fuck? And we're going to call next week's episode "Not Safe for Life." And we're just going to be disgusting just for the sake of having just an all gross episode. Mm-hmm. Why? What? I Why not? I'm anymore. fucked in the head. Uh, all right. Fair <laughs> enough. Good, good, good point. I want to. Uh, oh, God. This is going to go on forever. That's okay. Mike, no, 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 Stop! <laughs> All right. Listeners. Someone said, "Oh, it's perfectly is... fine. We'll just record, and I can edit it before we release it. It's fine. Let's do yeah. it that way." So this is my last little tangent, and then I am done. I'm oh, done. done. Good. Fine. 
You're done. Me being fucked Do in it. the head and finding like or similar minded people. When I went to Trader Joe's today, I'm at the cashier and we're having the the contactless, you know, like basically like praying that one like not even looking at each other in hopes that we're not going to catch a disease or you know screaming <laughs> through the sneeze guard like you're holding up a fucking bank my coworker wayne he <laughs> works at trader joe's at oh, the trader fine. joe's that i was at so i was i was making conversations like hey how you doing oh i'm good surviving how are you she's like oh i'm, I'm there i'm like well thanks for working uh speaking of like is wayne working today and she goes uh well he usually works mid shift and i don't see him so probably not i was like oh man she goes oh do you work with him too and I, we had the whole you know niceties and i was like yeah he's a really good guy she goes yeah he is i was he talks about poop a lot and she looks at me and she goes huh i was like yeah he talks about poop like exclusively and she gives me a pity laugh and goes yeah he's a fun guy <laughs> just, just that. the only appropriate way for you to end that conversation in a watkins like way is once she finishes with a yeah he's a fun guy you'd be like you want to see my dick <laughs> <laughs> no yeah no one wants that <laughs> uh, well your wife claimed to at least for you know the 20 minutes when she was passed out in the car and you read the vows <laughs> you were there <laughs> i was i was holding her head so <laughs> we did a weekend at bernie's wedding uh, you know and not by bernie i mean here i am once again asking for your roofies um <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we had to, you know, me oh pantomime like Muppet, his poor wife, through the, you know, the tiny chapel in Nevada. And and yeah. that is canon. Yeah, yeah. So it's official. He, John's been married by Sutterfuge now for several years. It's wonderful. Bless you, kids. <sighs> no, thank you. I'm not hungry. I, is she okay with Thanks. you keeping the cuffs on as long as you have for this longer? I mean, you, you let her off more frequently, right? She's basically kind of the FDA would qualify and classify her as free range at this point. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I stopped rubbing her face in the urine in the room a long time ago. She can pee wherever she wants. Oh, well, that's nice. Is she still eating out of the cat bowl? or? No, she's graduated to human food. Ooh, well done. Still eating out of the cat bowl, though. <laughs> <laughs> i like that michael's like his face right now is like it's the face of like just begging for death because he knows what's just about to end happen. me please release me give me the sweet release that's of also death. what his wife was saying earlier today <laughs> Release me. <laughs> not again not today not tomorrow not so ever the, the re- yeah oh never mind it's michael's just- gonna be laying in bed at the end of this like the emperor at the beginning of dark crystal like his face will just be you know collapsing in on top of itself going i am still editing the only reason we do this to you michael is because of how good of a job you've done because mm-hmm. you can't just Oh, don't don't just end this by sucking me off, okay? <laughs> That's normally how Jeez. we end things, Michael. If you're not yeah. familiar with John and I by now, yeah, you can't just Finishing you can't it. just edit an episode in a day and then expect me not to try and push you further to see if we can't make it longer and still have the same turnover. I edit it in a day because I can't edit it Friday through Sunday because I'm not in my house. So what we're, you're saying in so many words is that we give you purpose. No! No! Well, you just said you were released from Howie's. You know, they've cut your hours. So now you can fill in that empty space with doing some real work that contributes to society. Like us talking about obscene things we do to our loved ones. Oh, I love us so much. 
So we are now eclipsing our previous record of longest episode with this week's episode. By a significant margin. No, not really significant. I think, like, I think we're probably like three to four minutes to be truthful. No, I think we're like 10. No, we're at 134, uh, according to my audacity running in the background. You, know, you guys so. should really debate this for a couple minutes. Yeah, I'm getting on it. No, I'm, no, I'm, no, I'm we're done. All right, yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Whatever you say, yes, honey, <laughs> yes, uh-huh. Wow, and, I really and, appreciate what your girlfriend has to endure at this point. Uh, yeah, yeah, sure, whatever the, whatever, whatever the fuck you, you want. Oh, you want two fingers, three fingers, <laughs> two knuckles, whatever. Oh, okay. Well, you want to get your daughter involved? Sure, why not? Let's do that. <laughs> oh, my God. All oh, right. You, you've done six shooters, two in the mouth, two in the two in the front, two in the butt? Sure, whatever. Oh, you want the screaming eagle? Okay, we'll do that. Let's get this ready. <laughs> screaming eagles. Well, uh, ladies and germaphobes, okay. thank you for enduring this, thank the you. most long-winded of episodes that we have done. Our immense appreciation to the Night Witches for their contribution Fuck to yeah. the Allied effort, because we love you, and you are proof positive that women are better at everything, everything, than men are. And you can take that to the Soviet bank. Yes, indeed. And uh, yeah, it's how you get funded for a presidential run at this point, apparently. But, uh, bruh, Oof. since bruh. we've now been kicked <laughs> off of YouTube twice in the episode, well done. Uh, Demonetized. Hooray. Well, that, I believe, is going to bring this beautiful little episode to an abrupt cessation. Too late as Michael yawns his way through it. But we hope that you have all enjoyed this topic. Look forward to the, uh, you know, knuckle-biting and terrible, ghastly episode that we plan to bring you next week. And uh, we hope that you, you have fun with that as well. If you enjoy what you are, you know, hearing here, like Michael does, then you can check us out on the social networks. Find us on Facebook.com slash Disinformed Podcast, on Instagram at Disinformed Podcast, and on Twitter at Disinformed Pod. And if you like what we're doing here, go on your preferred podcast platform. Give us a rate and review if you like what we do. And uh, your you know, uh, feedback helps us to get uh, you know, further monetization that we're not going to make off of YouTube. So we've got to do something here to dredge up a little more support. But uh, we love you. We appreciate you soldiering on through these trying times with us. And we hope that you are having at least a little laugh at our expense. Or Michael's at the very least. So... For the Disinformed Podcast, I am Shane. I'm John. And I'm Michael. Thank you for coming, folks. Don't worry. Becky will clean it up.